me!" he exclaimed. He has never heard of me. What should he want with me? Oh, you must go instantly, cried the two men. He is very angry now because he has been kept waiting so long, and nobody knows what may happen if you don't hurry to him. The poor minor cannon would rather have had his hand cut off than go out to meet an angry griffin. But he felt that it was his duty to go, or it would be a woeful thing if injury should come to the people of the town because he was not brave enough to obey the summons of the griffin. So pale and frightened, he started off. Well, said the griffin, as soon as the young man came near, I am glad to see that there is someone who has the courage to come to me. The minor canon did not feel very courageous, but he bowed his head. Is this the town, said the griffin, where there is a church with a likeness of myself over one of the doors? The minor canon looked at the frightful creature before him and saw that it was without doubt exactly like the stone image on the church. Yes, he said, you are right. Well, then, said the griffin, will you take me to it? I wish very much to see it. The minor canon instantly thought that if the griffin entered the town without the people knowing what he came for, some of them would probably be frightened to death, and so he sought to gain time to prepare their minds. It is growing dark now, he said, very much afraid as he spoke that his words might enrage the griffin. And objects on the front of the church cannot be seen clearly. It would be better to wait until morning if you wish to get a good view of the stone image of yourself. That will suit me very well, said the griffin. I see you are a man of good sense. I am tired, and I will take a nap here on this soft grass while I cool my tail in the little stream that runs near me. The end of my tail gets red-hot when I am angry or excited, and it is quite warm now. So you may go, but be sure to come early tomorrow morning and show me the way to the church. The minor canon was glad enough to take his leave, and hurried into the town. In front of the church he found a great many people assembled to hear his report of his interview with the griffin. When they found that he had not come to spread ruin and devastation, but simply to see his stony likeness on the church, they showed neither relief nor gratification, but began to upbraid the minor canon for consenting to conduct the creature into the town. "'What could I do?' cried the young man. If I should not bring him, he would come himself, and perhaps end by setting fire to the town with his red-hot tail. Still, the people were not satisfied, and a great many plans were proposed to prevent the griffin from coming into town. Some elderly persons urged that the young men should go out and kill him, but the young men scoffed at such a ridiculous idea. Then someone said that it would be a good thing to destroy the stone image, so that the griffin would have no excuse for entering the town and this proposal was received with such favor that many of the people ran for hammers, chisels, and crowbars with which to tear down and break up the stone griffin. But the minor canon resisted this plan with all the strength of his mind and body. He assured the people that this action would enrage the griffin beyond measure, for it would be impossible to conceal from him that his image had been destroyed during the night. But the people were so determined to break up the stone griffin that the minor canon saw that there was nothing for him to do but stay there and protect it. All night he walked up and down in front of the church door, keeping away the men who brought ladders by which they might mount to the great stone griffin and knock it to pieces with their hammers and crowbars. After many hours the people were obliged to give up their attempts, and went home to sleep, 
But the minor cannon remained at his post till early morning, and then he hurried away to the field where he had left the griffin. The monster had just awakened, and rising to his forelegs and shaking himself, he said that he was ready to go into the town. The minor cannon, therefore, walked back, the griffin flying slowly through the air at a short distance above the head of his guide. Not a person was to be seen in the streets, and they proceeded directly to the front of the church, where the minor cannon pointed out the stone griffin. The real griffin settled down in the little square before the church and gazed earnestly at his sculptured likeness. For a long time he looked at it. First he put his head on one side, and then he put it on the other. Then he shut his right eye and gazed with his left, after which he shut his left eye and gazed with his right. Then he moved a little to one side and looked at the image. Then he moved the other way. After a while he said to the minor cannon, who had been standing by all this time, It is, it, it must be an excellent likeness. That breath between the eyes, that expansive forehead, those massive jaws. I feel that it must resemble me. If there is any fault to find with it, it is that the neck seems a little stiff. But that is nothing. It is an admirable likeness. Admirable! 